No stalling, those eyes hide and sense awake beneath my ribs. Drip sweat, don't regret, don't let your soul succumb to sadness. Baby, you are magic. There's hell on earth, it's madness. There's not within your soul. Come on, let the spirit take control. Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Be Different podcast. Your host, Brad Redford, is here, and I'm joined with Jess Lamb and Warren Harrison here at Fretboard Brewing Company. And if you haven't been to Fretboard, please make it out here because it is fantastic. It's here in Blue Ash. There's always great live music going on, and maybe more importantly, there's some great beers as well. Uh, but I'm here to talk to Jess and Warren a little about, a bit about music, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive in right now. So thank Thanks. you guys for joining us here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and we, got to, vibes. and we got to listen to you guys play already, which completely blown away. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Super uh, stripped down today. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. Though. We never get to really do the duo run, and it just felt felt like yeah. improv. It was super fun. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, and you guys don't need much uh, warm-up time. You guys pretty much step up to the plate and you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt bad that we didn't have enough applause for you guys. Oh we, need, we needed more people here. So <laughs> um, I do have a request because, I mean, Jess, your voice is, is spectacular. I want to sing, all right? And, and you're a vocal coach. So uh -huh. like, how the, can I become a better singer? You know, oh my, so many ways, honestly. You, you have the radio voice. You've got that. Okay, You've got the chest you. voice going. It's like the mm, raspy. But, yeah, I really, I really actually, you can actually hit me up for uh, vocal coaching or piano lessons at info at Okay. Um, 
but no, really, like I think anyone could sing, and I think we should all be singing and moving really? that chakra and releasing that chakra that we really only only release when we're like yelling at somebody mm-hmm. or you know this. <laughs> Better like, to do it through singing than yelling yeah, at someone. Exactly, yeah. I, it makes me feel like if I feel really pent up, I'm just like I need to sing a chorus of something, and I feel different, but. Honestly, dude, I'll tell you guys what. The key to singing is breathing, and it's your diaphragm. Really? So if you've got that, like, that, the, a good diaphragm going on you, and you can really control your breathing, you can sing. I don't know. You're trying to tell me that there's some hope for me, and I, I don't Whitney know if, if I believe you You are all. Whitney Houston. <laughs> Channel Whitney. Well, this is what my uh, fiancé wanted me to ask you. She's like, how the heck can I become a singer? But if you're tone deaf, there's no way that you can learn how to sing, right? I mean, everybody has a different ceiling. And there's That's some true. people that when they were born, like they were natural singers to some degree, and then they can elevate it to this extreme talent, right? So I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that you don't want to coach everybody how to sing. I mean, that could be extremely painful. I have had so many different sort of clients, like from like six-year-old kids who are super talented to like 10-year-olds who seem sort of tone deaf, you know, to adults who are like doing the thing and recording. I don't know. I think... Um, Everyone deserves to sing if you want to sing. Yeah. I know that sounds odd, but I mean, even if it's not for like the sake of like performing, but again, like a lot of the, what I can do is, has to do with like um, vocal like therapy in some ways mm-hmm. and like chakra, moving your chakras. Um, just I, makes you feel better. This makes you feel better. But yeah, I, I think I can even give people some tools for tone deafness. Really? Wow. Uh-huh, sure. But then think about it. Like there are some people out there <laughs> who are making it and doing it, and that some, sometimes they're super flat or like uh-huh, right. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, all and <laughs> there's so much that can be done from a production standpoint yeah. now. I mean, you can go in there, you can throw auto tune in, yeah. and all of a sudden you sound fantastic. A perf- perfect example of that's probably T Pain, who made auto tune extremely famous. Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something. I kind <laughs> of like. I have a feeling about auto tune, like when it suits the song and it's like part of like almost like an instrument at that point. The mm-hmm. sound of it, you know. I, I can be cool with it, but auto-tune when it's just like you cannot get it makes me nervous. Yeah. Like for myself even. You know, if I can't get, if I'm recording, I cannot like hit the right pitch for um, a certain line, which happens all the time, right? You're just, mm-hmm. I, I'm super, like do not auto-tune me. Yeah. <laughs> She'll right. hurt you if you try an auto-tuner. <laughs> well, how about the two of you? How did you guys develop your relationship? We were talking a little bit prior to the interview, but you guys have a, a great rapport yeah. with each other. Kind of how did that develop, and how did you guys enter into the music industry? Well, um, we've both been doing it forever, but our joining was uh, back at, in, I don't know, four or five years ago at Japs down in OTR. Okay. Jess was playing the piano and singing, and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> And she just happened to be playing the song Ain't No Sunshine, Bill Withers, mm-hmm. which I've always loved and always wanted to do an electronic version. So I, like, kind of scared and timid, was like, would you like to record this song with me? And she <laughs> said yes. That's awesome. And, and we said did. yes, because why? Because Warren's awesome. I said yes because it, Warren is super awesome. No, no, that's not what I was fishing for. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah, actually, I can tell the story now. No, I did say yes to that. But it was so funny that he was like, I want to record Ain't No Sunshine. And we did record a trip-hop version that you can get online mm-hmm. on all the streaming platforms. Yeah, yes. everywhere. Um, so Wait No Sunshine by Jess Lamb and Warren Harrison. But at the time, I had just auditioned for American Idol. And that was a song that I played and aired with and everything. Um, so it was just really like serendipity or yeah. something mm-hmm. that that even happened. And I, the, it was like, the you know, when you meet someone and it feels like you've known them and worked with them before. It was yeah. very much that way with Warren. Very easy. Warren is, um, he has great rapport in the city and beyond as an engineer and producer. But he's so quick and um, 
I don't know, just it, it's I don't know. I feel like I became Jess Lamb when I met Warren Harrison. That's awesome. we, we you know, work, that's we awesome. work extremely well together in the studio. It's like other people watching are like, you're not even saying words. Mm-hmm. You're like communicating. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you have like that very like organic relationship with mm-hmm. someone and immediately when they meet you and you talk to them you can tell it's almost like you guys have known each other exactly. in a previous life exactly. almost. we have for yep. sure yeah for yep. sure maybe it's a twin flame thing too like you know because we we think a lot alike so like a lot of the things that are happening are what warren would just do anyways or like that i would do anyways so it's it is very much that mm-hmm. like that feels like a shared brain yeah. sometimes Now you can 
I did watch the American Idol audition. I know you had briefly mentioned it, uh, but how was that experience for you? I mean, you had Harry Connick Jr., J Lo, I think Keith Urban was the third judge, and they they loved you in that audition. But how how was that experience? Um, it was very surreal. Like I I don't really like remember remember it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have serious anxiety in my life in general, so like I was very anxious up until the point of. The piano is underneath my fingers, and I'm the mics in my face, and I'm singing. It's the only moment where I felt like I'm here. The before, the after, it's just like, what? Who? J Lo, you're so shiny and beautiful. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Like, you know is what I mean? Is she as beautiful in person <laughs> oh as God. everybody thinks? She's luminous. Like, Jeez. I'm serious, and it's not like just makeup or something. She is a goddess. But they're also um, talented in their ways, and they just know how to control a room. Mm-hmm. Um, with just sitting, I don't know, it's just, they're amazing, amazing people. But it was a cool experience, um, great press. I think that's what I really took away from it, is the experience of being in a stressful situation, have, having to have producers and people telling you, like, this is what you need to do, this is what, how you need to act, and being super aware of myself. Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of needed that in my life, but mm-hmm. I was kind of happy when it was done, too. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of just like what everybody expects, though? You wait in line for like five, six hours, and then you get three-minute opportunity in front of the judges? Or did they kind of know who you were prior to you walking in? Um, I didn't have like the catacall experience. I'll say that okay. much about it. But um, I there there were definitely a lot of people there that that was their experience. They'd waited in line and done that whole thing like that. But I do think some people just get like it's such a huge show. Some people just get scouted out to be placed at that certain audition or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right, well, the two of you have decided to stay here in Cincinnati. And Warren, I know you're not from here no. originally. You're actually from, from England. You're from England. A very long time ago. I've been here most of my life, so I'm a Cincinnati okay. boy. Well, we're Cincinnati guys, too, now, and, and we're staying here. And it's been really fun meeting all the musicians in this area, meeting a handful of them over time. So There are so many. Yeah. Cincinnati is rich with music. It's amazing. Yeah, so do you feel like it's in a, a good place right now? Do oh, you feel like fantastic. it's improved over the years? Or? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I, you can, I mean, you can go out seven nights a week and hear amazing music for free. There, are, there is no other city I can think of where that can happen. So that's fantastic. Yeah. What, what are some of your like favorite venues in the area to, to visit or to play at? Motor is probably the top one. Okay. Yeah, for OTR, Motor. Definitely Motor is amazing. We're going to be playing at Motor on December 13th, actually. Okay. Friday the 13th. Okay. Yes. Um, and we'll talk more about that later. But, um, but also another one of our favorite venues, which I don't know if people necessarily think of this venue as a music venue because they don't have like the stage, but it's Revel OTR. Mm-hmm. Allows... So many artists to come in. I mean, of all genres. You have hip-hop, you have folk, you have jazz, jazz you have funk, you have... There is, is so eclectic. And they really allow, like, musicians who maybe couldn't get into, like, maybe Motor or Northside yeah. Tavern or something to come and, like, share their art and 
kind of build up. It's, it's very interesting what's happening at Rebel OTR as well. Mm -hmm. And they seem like they kind of, whoever's putting a night of music together, they kind of let them take over the space and let them do what they really? want. And that's pretty precious. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, don't, you do not find that, like in other cities, for sure. But we do a residency there every first Thursday of the month at Rebel OTR. And you can, like, you can come upstairs. It's free. It's 7 to 10 every first Thursday. And then um, you can see a plethora of amazing musicians popping up on the mic and... You know, I can't even tell you who that would be right now, even for like the next one. But we don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. like that. Yeah. When you guys have been able to work with a, and collaborate with a, a ton of uh, musicians here in the area, can you talk about some of those people and maybe some of your favorite collaborations? Yeah, I. One of my favorites um, are tr bands like maybe like of all time right now is Tribe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, they're inspirational. Their, what really drew us to them was their community, their community activist work. Is that the right word? Yep. Activists. <laughs> um, and it's it's just that they're just amazing, amazing. Their message is so pure and beautiful. And I mean, I I love hip hop, but you don't usually hear just like some beautiful pure message yeah, in it. You know, very, it's more than a cool band. It's very mm -hmm. spiritually driven. That. So I love the Tribe, Siri Amani. Um, my my favorite person to sing with, maybe one of the only vocalists that I've ever felt like I can really sing with is Anna Applegate. Okay. Um, she's up for a CEA this year for her very first time being nominated um, for in the folk so, category. Well, Singer-songwriter. Singer-songwriter. Yeah, singer yeah singer-songwriter. The voting's closed now, but, um, but she's amazing, um, and she's an artist that we've recorded and put out a couple, few songs for her. Um, Man, who else? Molly Sullivan. Molly Sullivan, Crystal Peterson. Crystal Peterson is a goddess. I mean, she's a legend. Um, summit? Else? The Summit. Um, I can't think. My mind's going blank. Right <laughs> I know. I would put you guys on the spot, and then I'm sure, like, right after yeah, the interview, you'll go down the list of, like, yeah. Yeah. a so handful we, of other people. We have a, a home studio, in quotes, mm -hmm. uh, at, at my house in the basement, and that's where we record all of our stuff, all of these other people. And Harrison Skydeck. Yeah, it's a nice little vibe there. Okay. It's not your typical studio. Perfect view. It's just like glass wall, basically. You can see the view of like um, OTR and Memorial Hall. Yeah, it's on the top. Mm -hmm. It's in Mount Auburn, right on the edge okay. of the city. So it's, yeah. So we, we've basically at this point when people are like, what is like the factory, you know? Because we've been traveling as like Jess Lamb playing, Jess Lamb band. You'd see that through the years sometimes. But the fact, it became Jess Lamb and the factory in this, because of the studio, really. Because of the space, because of everything that was happening behind those walls like it we literally like move like a machine we mm -hmm. have like the art we are putting out all the artwork putting out all the mixing all the mastering all the production every single thing you see came out of there yeah, probably from like finish. three to five people okay. mm -hmm. um and my husband chris link does all of our um marketing mm -hmm. and um so that's kind of take since we've met him that's kind of taken on a a more solid like route gotcha. um, with yeah. Jess Lamb in the factory. It's all kind of just happening, evolving as you as you're seeing it. I mean, it's it's every week. It's different. Yeah. So as far as like producing music, putting songs out, albums out, you know, what does that creative process look like for you guys? From when you decide how you want it to sound, what you want to write about, um, you know, how you want the context of of it to come out. You know, how do you go about that? It's usually super quick. Uh, most of the time, um, Jess writes all the lyrics. And she'll come with a melody and a lyric, and then we'll just... It happens really quickly, like frighteningly mm -hmm. quickly. So we'll have a song that'll be a lyric, an idea from Jess, <laughs> and like at the end of the day, it'll be done. Yeah. Fully produced. And yeah. we don't... I, th I don't know that we necessarily 
say, this song is going to sound like this. We just kind of try stuff, mm-hmm. which is way more fun, way more creative. It's, it's really weird because with Dressing in the Factory, it's been very spiritually driven. And it's very, we're very much an improv band. If you come see us live, it's always very different. Like uh, what we did here today, we did not rehearse that. We didn't really know what songs we were going to do. I mean, it's kind of like, what are you feeling right now? Are we both feeling this at the same time? Like, do you want to do this? You know, um, but, and that's kind of how like our recording process goes too. It is very much like, just even the look of like, mm, throw it away, like yep. just move mm-hmm. on, let's go. Um, the working with other people part, I think that Warren is such an amazing, again, engineer and producer, because he very much steps away from being like, this is my idea, I'm gonna put my sound on you, which is, like so many producers do that, right? right. It's that's, like, not, that's not a producer though, it's like, you need to honor the artist and mm-hmm. listen yeah. to what they wanna do and listen to what they sound like and just support that. Warren has like a deep knowing of, like when he gets in a room with people, a deep knowing of like, this is what you sound mm-hmm. like and how to pull that out. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's more spiritual, honestly. But all, the other thing too, Warren always says, uh, we're vampires. We have to invite you in. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, we're not recording people that like you, people can reach out to us. That's fine. But a lot of the people we record, it's, we've reached out to them or we've yeah. been inspired. Got it. Um, we're not trying to log hours to make money to like record Mm -hmm. it's very much we have to love what it is um, and want our name on that or we want or want your name connected to us because you're so awesome but um basically it's a free pass to work with some amazing artists Mm -hmm. it's like I'm going to record you for free and then I get to work with you. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have like a list of questions that when you meet someone for the first time, you'll you'll run down no, like a I certain pattern do in like your head? That. I will just go out and hear them play a few times, and if and I'm then into you figure it, it out then we like there. we just tap them on the shoulder. Hey. You can see Warren out like almost every <laughs> night supporting. Not so much these days, but artists. But um, yeah, yeah. Again, Cincinnati. You can. There's so much so good many. stuff, and that's how we've met a lot of people we've worked with. It's kind of like this person is really cool. A lot of new people coming up, like brand new. Um, and actually, the CEAs this year really reflected like a lot of new bands that people might have even heard of that have just gotten to like, I think it's, Cincinnati's so great for that too. Like we recognizing brand new music and giving them a platform. Yeah. Instead of being like, you got to make it, you have to have all this press. It's like Cincinnati, we don't care. Yeah. That doesn't exist, does it? It's you not like- You got to be good. You just got to be good, Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been amazed with the talent. Even the guys that we've been able to see here has been mm-hmm. been pretty neat. And fretboard's a good example fretboard's of that. Fretboard's an amazing music yes. venue. It's, this is the stage. I, w- w- uh, when we played here, I don't know when it was, sometime over the summer, I, you know, we were, we were going to play at a brewery. I did not know what to expect. And I yeah. walked in and I was like, oh, this is way <laughs> more than a brewery. <laughs> All right, well, you guys have been great with your time, but I got five questions b- before you go, okay? okay? And, and then anything you want to promote. Actually, let's do that now. If there's any upcoming events, and I know you mentioned the one concert at Motor, but as far as like where to follow you guys, where to look at your music uh, to see what you guys have coming up in the next couple months. So everything is on JessLamb.com, so J-E-S-S-L-A-M-B.com. Um, and then um, the next big show that we're doing and we are we are going to release something very very special um out of very left field. <laughs> out of left field not something you would think we would do we were going to release something for december 13th at motor um we're still working on the lineup for that one but i do know sirimani is going to pop in on the mic um and we'll see we'll have a couple few other bands um yeah, come see. I can't okay, ex- really awesome. explain it to you any more than that. It's going to be like a one night only one. You can get the release this night and then we're taking it down. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And All then right. Revel every month. Yeah. Every Revel every first Thursday. Come on out. It's free. And if you're drinking, a percentage of bar sales are going to a local charity. Okay. So this month, um, or actually, let me think about 
We don't know about December yet. Yeah, we don't really know about December yet, do we? It's happening. But it's we don't happening. Know it's happening. But what we have done before is like a free store food bank, the tribe's potluck for the people, um, the emergency shelter in northern Kentucky, tender mercies. The list goes on and on and on. So, yep. Sweet. Yeah. Are you guys ready for these five? Uh-oh. Whoever <laughs> wants to answer it can answer it. Okay. I, I promise you they're not too bad. Okay. But it, this has been fun. Yeah. All right. If, you, if someone had never listened to your music, which song would you have them listen to first? This is going to be a challenging one for you, I think, based on uh, how kind of... I would say go Since You've Gone. Since You've Gone. Since You've Gone. It's the most representative, I think. Yeah, I would say Since You've Gone is okay. one. And I'm just... Yeah, I think because people dig that one. The yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying it. It's yeah. like that's the one people seem yeah. to latch on to. So. All right. Question two. If you could perform with any musician, band, dead or alive, who would that person or group be for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jess Lamb, easy. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> Perfect. I, I am manifesting hard. I am not joking. I'm manifesting really hard that that would be Nine Inch Nails. Oh, maybe okay, it's something okay. with Trent Reznor. Yeah, next year. Yep. Next year. Sounds maybe. good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Peak moment as a musician to this point. Oh. Oh man. Peak moment. Peak moment. Uh, no, 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 no. We, That's a tough one. We've had. We have a lot of words like. Oh, um, it's so funny though. Cool moments playing at Paramount theater in oakley that was a peak oakland sorry oakland california with um bootsy collins on his um tour in 2016 that was awesome very interesting that was, that was really cool that talk about surreal <laughs> that was cool and energy um yeah that's when we, we we started a tour that was the first show of the tour we did a few songs opening up that show so we went from three thousand people i think the next show was like maybe 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about on the other spectrum? What is your lowest moment as a musician? Mm. Any rough shows? Bad organization? I don't think of it so much as shows. I, I think of it as like not a, like a time in my life, not a specific, but like mm -hmm. I, I remember the time in my life somewhere like right after, before Idol and like right after where I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make my music? What, how am I going to afford to record an album? Like all those thoughts of like, how do you even do this and not sign or like, include people that you don't know like those fears i would say 2015 was the whole year of 2015 was yeah. that way for me that was a rough one just for rough me too. <laughs> just yeah rough in the way of direction yeah okay yeah, i can't think of shows try not to take away the negative from anything so yeah just keep pushing forward yeah. and keep moving yeah. forget all the bad stuff all right we have a lot of young listeners on the show too and young musicians so if you had any advice for somebody that is kind of just starting out on their musical journey you know what would you say to them i would say just do it just just do it don't be afraid mm -hmm. don't don't compare yourself to anybody else just do it and do it yourself yeah do yourself. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, GarageBand can go a long way, like, in, oh, in yeah. young minds, like, to then to go on to, like, save your money to get a laptop and get, like, you know, Logic or Pro Tools. I think, I think that's what I would tell them. Like, do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And if people come up there to help, that's cool neat. But day, day and age we live in. Yeah. I do think the comparison thing is important, though, because yeah. it's like there are a lot of superstars these days, and everybody's like, I want to be like them. Yeah. If you put that much pressure on yourself, and you're like, and you're not there yet, then it's very easy to give up. Yeah, just so being comfortable with being yourself yep. and understanding you love something and, you know, no matter yeah. whether you have a good day or bad day, you're going to kind of keep pushing yeah. your craft and yeah. your artistry. So. That's the best reason to do it because you love it. All right, sweet. Well, 
Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you Thank so you. much for having um, us. This was so much fun. Oh, you guys were great. And Thanks. we always end with I got, I one more question for you, all right? But we're called the Be Different Podcast. We're all about connecting with people here in the community that are making an impact, really making a difference, kind of following their heart. And we feel like you guys really kind of embody that. Um, so what is it about you guys that makes you different, kind of separate from everybody else in, in music, I guess? I kind of feel like we do what we want. And we're not like, people are like, you, you guys could do this. It would be really great. We're like, that's nice. We're not going to do that. We're going to do what we want. <laughs> we stick yeah, to that. I think one way we're different, definitely from people we even... Even our peers, we speak about this all the time. Is like we are not, we are not like a band that's trying to uh, get signed or like this is our. We, we are very much like we want to keep it. We want it to be ours, and we want to curate all of it. So like we turn down things all the time or walk away from things where it doesn't feel like it can be in our control. Right. <laughs> so I definitely think that sets us apart. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Jess Lamb, Warren Harrison. I'm Brad Redford in the Be Different Podcast. We're out of here. Thanks. Thank you. I can't stop crying. Feels like I'm dying. Since you've gone. Since you've gone. Didn't need a bag when you were leaving I guess you packed your treasures up above I smell you every time I breathe in The stuff you left ain't enough I can't stop crying Feels like I'm dying Since you've gone Since you've gone Didn't mean to leave that space between us Now every day I'll reach out for your arms I can wish that you could hold me Since you can't Since you gone, since you gone, hurts too much just to miss you. I gotta see you again. Now it falls, my tears start rolling. No, 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 baby, this can't be. Stop crying. Fears like I'm dying. Since you've gone. Since you've gone. I can't stop crying. Fears like I'm dying.
Sense of Sense of 